0: G'day, my name's Chris Anderson, and welcome to the Ando & Co podcast. Today I'm super excited to be sitting down with Shane and Jarrett from Happy Valley Brewing. We're right here in Stafford. Uh, Just as quick intro before they jump in, Uh, Shane looks after the venue here, Jarrett looks after the brewing. Guys, what can you tell us about yourselves?
1: Well thanks mate, Um, it's good to see you. We we actually started this brewery in uh, August 2020 so it came from so 19 months in now and you know it might look like a time when it was right in the middle of COVID but our groundwork was a few years leading up to opening our doors Um, we we originally met in Newstead I was my background was crane driving and dogging and um, I did a 15 story in Newstead right next to Newstead brewery where Jarrett was the head brewer Um, so my craft beer background was only a couple of years in, and I'd take my beer into Jarrett and ask him if he could give me some pointers on how to make better beer, and um, just maybe ferment temperatures, different grain bills, and just go through how I can improve my my craft beer at home. And um, we ended up to to where we are now. Um, we ended up talking and. I I did a bit of work experience in the brewery with him because I wanted to open a brewery. All my mates kept telling me, you should open a brewery, Shane. Oh, it would be great, you know. And when I met Jarrett, he ended up saying to me, you know, he wants to go out on his own and do his own thing as well. And so I was like, why don't we just start something together, mate? And so fast forward a few years, here we are. um, In Stafford, Happy Valley. um, 16 different taps, different beers, living life, having, having... a bit of fun you know the fun also comes at a price like it wasn't just all smiles and and good times the construction side of things the council side of things the liquor license the the funds the funds you know what we originally thought how much it was going to cost to open a brewery was um, very naive um, the figures that we have down on paper are, uh, <laughs> are something that we overlooked I think um, and then just the timing, so um, talking with the town planners, uh, you know, as a, as a material change of use with the town planners, you know, a three-month turnaround is what we were expecting. We didn't know it was going to take 13 months. Wow. Yeah. And so our budget was X amount and we ended up going three times that amount just for our planning side of things. So, you know, it, it got blown out of the park from very early and like we nearly walked away three or four times because our funds were getting chewed up before we'd even
0: brew a beer mm-hmm. so um, and unfortunately that seems like a fairly normal story if you're starting a brewery yeah things it, are gonna take longer than it probably you
1: expect. yeah holding costs are holding costs are fairly huge as well mm. you know like once you start spending money you need to start paying your repayments on that. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay your rent, you pay your outgoings, like all of these things have to come into account when when you're doing it. And if you don't open your doors, you're going backwards twice as fast because you've got no income coming in. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we did all our groundwork. We ended up um, officially getting the keys on the 8th of June, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly two months later, on the 8th of August, we opened our doors. So the only thing we had we had projected our um, our schedule of works. So what we what we wanted at what time, and the only thing we really had a hold up on was the burner. We got a sixty kilowatt um, gas burner on our on our kettle. Um, we didn't realize that that wasn't a part you just buy off the shelf. It actually has to get built, and then a, um, a class B gas certifier's got to certify it. Mm-hmm. Then when it gets installed, it's got to be certified again before you can even use it. Then um, once that, that was running, we wanted to open with 10 beers originally, mm-hmm. um, but that put us back, so we only opened with five. Yeah, right. But because it was only a week and a half, the next week and a half, we had our 10 beers on tap, which which is what we wanted to do originally. So we're only out by a week, which wasn't which wasn't too bad. Awesome.
0: And Jarrett, from a beer perspective, what was it like starting out and deciding the, the range that you were going to brew?
2: Um, I had a rough idea of sort of... A bunch of like the first beer we brewed was a stout on the system um, and the reason I picked a stout because
1: <laughs> it was good
2: <laughs> what <Well>, it was <laughs> the reason I picked it was a stout's easier to cover mistakes so ah, okay it was like a beer that it was like just to test my system I need to brew something and I'm like you know a stout you can put in a multitude of any grains as long as you've got enough roast malt chocolate malt and stuff it'll be a stout um so that was kind of that brew like just to really eye in parts of my system i'd run water through it and everything but you know to start understanding it yeah the first beer was a um a stout but then the first i think we opened with five or six beers five beers, five yeah. beers. but yeah so from there it was just beers that i just wanted to drink really just like and I, I still do that now it's like you know we do a stock take every Monday and sort of it's
1: like oh. Jarrett and I'll sit together and we're like what do we feel like drinking and then yeah, we'll just bounce ideas off to. each other and you know we're like oh I haven't had this for a while or let's use this hop or you know and then even getting a bit of feedback from customers you know you, people 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 ask for a certain style and you're like hey man you want to you want to do that and then we'll bounce ideas off each other and then you know give it a few days where 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 a
0: recipes born and then Jarrett Brews and it's on. Awesome. And how, how many, you obviously went from five to ten. How many taps do you have now? We've got 16
2: taps. And yeah, 16 taps and we've brewed, I think we're up to 98. If I, once I release two beers I've got in tank, we'll have 100 different beers. Interesting. So yeah, so I think I've brewed of nearly 150 batches,
1: but there's... A,
2: about a hundred different beers
1: so we were we were actually at um, when we're getting close to our first birthday um, we we're about two or three weeks out and Jarrett was doing his forecasting for what beers is going in what tanks and um, we were just up to um, it was like 96 brews and would we you know a week out or something of hitting our first birthday and then just before our first birthday hit 100 brews on on the first birthday so hundred different brews in our first year was um that was a bit of a milestone as
0: well mm, awesome and from a venue perspective like obviously you set up this craft brewery in stafford like it's in an sort of industrial area obviously you've got all the people who work in this area who'd love to have a beer after work yeah mm. how, how did it all start out in terms of building a following
1: so building a following so that's a really good question because um you can't just automatically get followers. And, and so we ended up, um, it was January 2020 when we'd secured the venue, we we'll, were we'll getting closer with our um, with our town planning and our development application, um, but we needed to build that group of following. So we started, we, we called on Four Hearts at Ipswich and mm-hmm. we started brewing work kits out there, mm-hmm. set up our Facebook page. And so Jarrett and I, this is when it started, we started going into lockdown. And people couldn't get out of their houses. We were making this beer, and we needed a following, so we tried to target the homebrew community awesome. that wanted to brew at home. So we'd go and make 60 to 80 work kits at a time, and then we'd offer free delivery. So we're driving around in our Utes, dr- dropping like work kits to different home brewers, and you know, you do one, you do one post, and you get like four more followers, and then somebody does a, we leave a sticker on the work kit, the like Happy Valley yeah, sticker. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So then these stickers end up everywhere because we're punching out all these work kits. Um, You know, one person talks, we'd always ask the person, the the home brewer that does the brew to throw a photo up on the socials. So we we did a sour kit one time and we ended up with um, uh, all these different beautiful coloured beers like pineapple and guava, dragon fruit, um, and you can imagine the colours in those beers. So we, we gathered a social media following just from doing those work kits. Then um, it was, so just to give you a few dates, um, <clears throat> it was Thursday the 6th of August. We didn't have our final approval to open the doors here. Um, it was 8.45 in the morning when we finally got our, our tick and flick that everything was good. We were The pressure was off and yes, we could open the doors. We put a post on the socials, Jarrett and I stood in the middle of the brewery and with our two flags and said, brewery open. We put that post on at quarter to one in the afternoon. By quarter to one, the Friday afternoon, the seventh of August, we were opening on the eighth of August. We hit twenty thousand people on the social media. Wow. It was about three thousand people an hour. It was, it was. We were sitting here just getting goosebumps, like watching it grow, and like every time you check in, it was like you know three thousand more people, and then you know five hundred, then five hundred. It was like it was really overwhelming, and you know it was it was. It was the start of our long career and our so much work that we'd actually put into opening this
0: craft brewery. Fantastic. When yeah.
1: we opened the doors on August, so I had we had all our family come in and help us out. You know, we didn't want what, to, what we didn't know what to expect. By 10 to 12, when we opened at 12 o'clock, there was a lineup around the block. Amazing. We, we were capped at 50 people, so we had to stand at the door and say, sorry guys, you can't come in, and there was a changeover of people, and. It was really overwhelming and um, yeah, really grateful that people, people needed this in the area and I think it still stands to this day that
0: people love, love Happy, Happy Valley like we love Happy Valley. Absolutely. So good. And so obviously everything's working from setting out these work kits, you've got all these different colourful beers, you've got 20,000 people viewing all the socials and then people got to come in and try the beers, how did that go? It was amazing. Good. Good. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, like for me, like I'm not I'm not huge on awards. Like we, we enter things into award shows and that but for me personal like gratification or whatever of my job is not. Awards, it's me sitting here and we us having a hundred people here all enjoying the beer. Like yeah. and I can t- it'd be different if you had no one here because the beer was shit
1: yeah and, you know. so not so Jarrett doesn't isn't like <laughs> the awards and all that but just to give you an idea of what kind of beer he makes yeah um, we're six months in still getting to know the equipment still making a few beers still learning we enter seven beers off tap into the Queensland Food and Wine Show mm-hmm. six months old we're a brewery six months old out of those seven beers we get four medals wow Right? So so that was last year. This year we've actually just had him again. This year he decides to put six beers in, five medals this year. <laughs> five medals from six beers, like, um, can make a good beer. A lot of uh, the times that we have had people say, oh, look, I'm not too fond on that. Um, that, that beer will win an award. The and then it's like, it's icing on the cake for us because we know it's a good beer. We know that some people's palate might not like those different those styles, or um, so it's up to the, each individual. But when it gets judged by certified judges, and you know you're getting good points and a good rep for what you're
0: making, unreal. And is there any specific beer that's particularly interesting for you that may have been or may have not been award-winning? that you would like to sort of walk us
2: through? Uh, I don't caramel know. stout. Yeah, caramel stout. I guess caramel stout was just yeah an idea i have a lot of a lot of my sours come from just food and enjoying food and cooking and different things um but caramel stout yeah was an idea that i was i'd had a few beers and i was eating caramel stout at home and caramel chocolate yeah oh sorry (laughs) caramel chocolate and had the (laughs) thought of (laughs) caramel stout but then you know i went on off wild tangents as i do and, came and thought a golden stout that didn't look like a stout but had coffee and chocolate and everything that tastes like a stout but it's not and then put it in Jack Daniel's barrels because I had barrels <laughs> yeah. so I was like yeah that'll, that'll work <laughs> so.
0: I, w- I walked in here today and every time I walk in I'm excited to see what's on the board because it's always something new and different mm. and it's obviously cool to walk into a brewery and know that you're going to get a certain style of beer that you love um, but it's also great. That, I don't know what it's like for you in terms of you meet more craft brewer, craft craft beer enthusiasts than I do. But it's always nice to maybe walk in and just try a glass or a sip or a something just to try something new. And today when I walked in. That caramel stout was like hang on what is this? I know it's my lunch break but I need to give this a try. (laughs) Yeah definitely. What would you think? It was delicious. Very good beer. It's
1: very unassuming. Yeah. You know you get it and it's like a a toffee colored like a caramel beer um, but the flavor profile is just it's got so many different dimensions. You get the vanilla and the oak from the barrel, the caramel, the, the cold drip coffee and the chocolate that are in the beer. The, the smooth silkiness that runs over your tongue when you drink it it's like it's next level and for a beer that's it's got so much love in it it's and, and if, it,
0: if it wasn't 8% I would have had more of it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah. And, uh, yeah
2: mate I think for the higher percentage when we first opened a lot of my beers were higher <laughs> higher percentage beers um, which you know it's it's I I'm the type of person that likes to drink higher percentage with less volume kind of thing um doesn't always work out like that but (laughs) but yeah so you know i guess the the higher percentage beer is also better for barrel aging and stuff Mm. like work better because less infection and less stuff that can go wrong but yeah so we do have a 16 percent barley wine that i've just done a few cans of Um, So barrel aged barley wine, 16%, so. That one's really tasty as well, yeah. Yeah, it's called fatality, because uh, (laughs) you may may suffer that afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And
0: just thinking through all those hundred beers, how do you know when you should make more of a certain beer?
2: When people tell us, I guess, like, you know, we, different we seasons,
1: did. yeah. Different seasons as well, you know. Like when it, it's starting to come into the colder months now, and um, having a few different darker beers on tap, we've got a nitro stout on, um, just seasonal. And yeah, you're yeah. right. Like a lot of people do tell us, hey, you should do this again, or you know, I haven't seen this for a while. Fanboy, you know, Fanboy's a NEPA that we've got that um, is really tasty that people have already, you know, that, that they really like. Um, well, I think we're up to number eight batches
0: or something now that you know We continually
1: keep making and people love it and
0: obviously pales are pretty popular in the craft beer community IPA's Are mm. there certain things that you've been doing with those styles as well?
2: IPA's I always brew different IPA's so awesome. I don't I don't know if I've brewed I don't know if I've brewed the same IPA twice. I don't think so apart from maybe i guess we did some tributes to frank Zappa using Zappa hops and they were probably similar similar kind of beers just being single hops um but other than that i like just trying combinations i do a lot of research on on what might work and different things so i'm always trying to find new hops and you know there's such a variety out there and you know you have guys like hilltop farms growing stuff that's In Brisbane hops in Brisbane that a couple of varieties that aren't available commercially so you get to do cool stuff with that too so
0: yeah so obviously fast forwarding when you opened you had a crowd out the door yeah obviously you mentioned as a brewer you can win awards but you'd prefer the brewery to be full Yeah. What about the community and the people who come and support the brewery? Who are they and generally what are they So when we first
1: opened, that's a good question, so when we first opened we had the sign-in sheet you know before the Queensland Government had the check-in. We had the sheet at the front door and you know we'd have to keep 56 days of records and I looked at the addresses, not the addresses so much, but the suburbs of where people were coming from. Mm-hmm. It's not just a small catchment area where people are coming from. It's yeah, right. far and wide. It's North Lakes. It's out, um, Morton Bay region, the su- south side of Brisbane. People are coming from everywhere to try this brewery. Mm. Um, we've established a really good name with our high ABV. There's always something on tap for everybody. There's so many taps. Everything's made in house. You know, um, so we've let word of mouth spread as well mm-hmm. and without what we were saying before about our social media and hitting that 20,000 people in the 24 hours, we actually haven't paid a single cent for advertising. Wow. So, um, originally it was about April um, April 2020, we paid $105 for a Facebook ad campaign and we actually got more figures and more engagement from our organic post than we did from a paid post, Mm -hmm. so we just wiped out advertising altogether. Mm -hmm. We like to try and provide a good service and good beer Mm -hmm. and let word of mouth spread, because word of mouth, if we give a bad service or a bad beer, it's going to spread in the wrong way. But if we be good at doing that, then we're going to get more people in and it shows in our figures and how much fun we do have here. And the same as with our staff, we do not hire anybody that don't talk with a smile. Yeah, right. Did did, did I just say that right? (laughs) So, I think a prerequisite of working at Happy Valley, you have to talk with a smile. And, you know, that really makes people feel welcome and it just takes the edge off. Little things like when the kids come in, we give them a lollipop because when the kids are comfortable, the parents are comfortable, you know, and it just, it, it makes it so much easier for... A family to come in and just relax have a beer have some food and they'll go tell their friends and their friends and their friends and so we've let that compound and so we have a good stream of people come in and enjoy the food and the beer and, and good vibes
2: it started a lot with our work kits, though because a lot of the guys who bought our work kits are now customers who come in all the time mm. like we have you know there's probably seven, eight guys that we delivered work kits to quite regularly regularly here and there that now come in for beers all the Mm. time, so it's like, you know, you kind of get that. and Good community base as well. Yeah, Yeah. and those guys, you know, and we're lucky in the position we're in, like with the Kedra Brook once it's back up and fully running (laughs) and that. But we're pretty much right on the Kedron Brook, so access to here is awesome. Yeah, mm. um, and being kid friendly, dog friendly, everything like that. You know, it's like yeah, go for a family ride, and come and have lunch, and you know, or take your dog for a walk. And have you got come any? Have a
0: beer. Fantastic. And have you got any plans for growth for the future?
1: So we do actually. So um, we're about to finalise our payment today. Actually, um, November last year we. We started um, thinking about wholesale and canning and getting into bottle shops, clubs, pubs, etc. Um, but with our capacity at the moment, we can only punch out about 3,000 litres at a time, which is about a two-week turnaround. It's, it's enough just to keep our brewery going here, but not enough to do wholesale and hit the bottle shops. So, we've actually got another 3,000 litres of vessels coming, which will essentially will double our production to get into that. So um, over the, they should be arriving at the end of april so mm-hmm. by the end of may we should have a lot more capacity uh, keep an eye on this space for bottle shops fridges um, we also have um, a grasshopper decal that goes onto a tap handle so instead of just a normal plastic decal you're going to see on um, taps everywhere you go mm-hmm. keep an eye out for the grasshopper that'll be the tap handle in every venue we have beer at
0: yeah, right. Yes. I like it. Yes. Okay. And um, obviously where it's March right now, towards the end of March, you mentioned you've got a couple of beers coming. What's the plan heading into the cooler months?
2: Uh, yeah, like... Lots of IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> IPAs, you know, like... Um, but, you know, I'll move towards some more sort of... Beers that are a little more complex, probably heavier in malt, maybe slightly more in alcohol, like, we'll obviously have normal pails and mid-strengths and everything, but, you know, as, as as the season turns, I like to, I do brew out of season, I do brew out of season, but I also like, um, you know, like, I like the variety on tap, so, you know, have a wheat beer in the middle of winter it's not really a thing but it's like you know you're going to get the people that come in that you know oh I don't really like this or like this you're like oh try this and you know Mm. so it's about always having things you will see a little shift between because you know again in summer and that you know no one wants to although one of my things was to have an Imperial Stout on tap all, all year round. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> we well, which we have. Which well, we have. Uh, that was yeah. one of yeah, my things, yeah. so yeah. there's always an Imperial Stout <laughs> on tap. Um, but you know, like in summer, you know, like it, the, the, the bigger, Boosier Complex beers just aren't going to move, so you need, you need to move your brew to be those beers that the people are still going to drink when it's warmer, because, you know, you're not drinking some people do, and I do, but the majority of people are drinking Belgian Doubles, or, you know, Triples, or mm. yeah. you know Imperial Stouts, or, you know, like, big, you know, alt beers, or any, like, Adam beers, or something that are just crazy boozy, and stuff like that. It's like, in the middle of summer, it's not really thing, so you need to you need to move your list to what is going to sell, essentially, like, you know, I'd love to have all that on tap, but, you know, that just means i'll be brewing a lot of pale ale and mid-strength and everything because yeah, yeah. people are <laughs> like oh eight nine ten percent sixteen percent i'll just have a mid-strength so then all of a sudden you're doing ridiculous amounts of mid-strength
0: <laughs> but obviously you've brewed over 100 beers now mm. and how do you come up with all the ideas for all these different beers with such a wide variety on tap
2: Uh yeah i don't know like
1: I guess just I'm talking about it, like,
0: talking about it, it
2: other, and, yeah. yeah. I also, I'm my mind just doesn't stop when it comes to beer. Like, like, the multi, like, you know, I've got the list on my phone of all beer ideas and everything, so sometimes I'll wake up from a dream and be like, whoa, I've had dreams about names of beers. I had a beer called Hungry Eyes, and it was about a dream that I had that I was drinking beer with Patrick Swayze in a bar, <laughs> and I woke up with Hungry Eyes, the song in my head, and I was like... We're calling the hungry eyes. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, I'm gonna call the beer that. Like, oh, okay. then, um, so you get we...
0: to choose the names of the beers then? Yeah, it? and sometimes yeah.
1: and
2: sometimes they come like, I'll be kegging the beer, I'm like, I don't have a name for this beer.
1: Oh the, we did an IPA, so me driving cranes, at the end of my day, I'd uh, they'd be like, Right, Oshano, pack up your crane, you know, you're all done for the day, and I'd pack up and then somebody would come over the radio and go, Chato, we just need one more lift, mate. One more lift. (laughs) And so I'm like, no, man, I've just packed up my crane. So we ended up calling a beer, one more lift. Because at the end of your day, you know, you want one more lift. You want to go have a beer? No, man, I'm going to have a beer. So one more lift was an IPA we did one time as well. We concreted out the back. Um, Ran Got the concrete truck in the
2: brewery and ran barrows out the back. Concreting term is run and mud so I was kegging a pale ale at the time I'm like I need a name for this beer <laughs> run and mud pale ale that, <laughs> yeah that's, well
0: that's I like it. that there's a quite an element of flexibility and creativity yeah and my, my, and my, my you know, lagers
2: tend to have political names messages music mm. music like names from songs and stuff but political songs um for no reason other than I'm a huge music fan and you know like I want an outlet, a protest outlet. <laughs> Sometimes, there's, so it, there's, bring be, your beer Yeah, there's yeah. been some people that, you know, things have happened to us in a business where it's like, I can't say something to that person, <laughs> so I'm going to name a beer that's like, just,
0: <laughs> you know, That was a good one. Yeah. 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 yeah, And obviously, we're sitting here in the brewery right now, mm. recording this podcast. We can hear the music in the background. Who gets to choose the music of the venue?
2: It
1: changes. <laughs> so, so,
0: Jarrett works from 6 till 2, and I
1: come in at about 11 till 7. Um, and usually that changeover of an hour, Jarrett's death metal and um, guitar riffs and drum solos that he's air, air drumming to, um, I can only stand about half an hour to an hour, and I'm like, sorry dude, I've got to change the music. So. When he's here by himself, he listens to his music. When I come in, I, I choose my music, and which is the venue music yep. that's that um, that's playing now. And you it's, know, it's a pretty upbeat easy, vibe. Yeah, yeah just yeah. easy listening, you know, it's a bit of background music, or people haven't heard the song for a while, so they're like, man, I love this, you know? Um, just a bit of, bit of fun and a bit happy,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I tend happy. to
2: explore music and sometimes <laughs> Even I, myself, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, but uh, I like to explore music. I, I, I studied technical production in music before I was a brewer or anything. Oh, yeah. um, so, And I play guitar and bass and different things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like music's a big part. And I know I'm also... I, I put music onto how I'm feeling or what I need to get done. Yeah. I was cleaning this morning and... I was not in a great mood because of it, and I had Metallica going. I think the people across the road probably would have been, their, their ears would be sore from how loud I had Metallica going. Um, <laughs> I was angry
0: also. Obviously, you've, you've brewed over 100 beers. You've had days where you've had 20,000 people view content. Um, there's all these amazing things that we could get excited about, you running a brewery. Obviously, there are days that, that aren't easy as well. Oh yeah. But when you think about running a brewery now compared to what you were doing before, yep. What do you think? Like, so, so fit?
1: the biggest thing for me is like I I live my life very fast. I always I've got something going on all the time, and it's usually when I've had a day off and I've let my brain reset, and then I'm like, okay, I've got to go get it. I've got to, I've got so many things that I want to do because I've had time to sit and think. Yep. And then I'll come in and I'll be like, okay, I've got 500 things that I need to do and I'll start stressing and get anxious and get really, oh, my brain goes into all all this fuzz. Um, But I've got 16 taps behind me. So I'm just like, okay, just have a beer, calm down. And as soon as I have that beer, I'm just back to a normal level. I I can revisit the situation. No more stress in my life. Have a beer, relax, have a chat to Jarrett and we just work our week like that. So my week starts from a Wednesday or a Tuesday. You know, he starts Monday a day earlier. Um, and having that beer and, and that switch-off moment is
0: is really good to be able to call upon to relax. And so, to, be, to be fair, you provide that for the whole community definitely. around you, which is the cool thing about being mm. able to run a brewery. So yeah, for sure. You're, sure. you're their switch-off moment. You
1: do get a few people that... Um, you know we'll say oh the quickest way to hate craft beer is to open a brewery okay i think it's exactly the opposite it's i think it's really the best thing we've ever done mm. we are living the dream yeah yeah and it is yeah it does have it ups and uh, it's ups and downs yeah yeah but man all in all it is amazing it is really yeah. we are very grateful for what we have got and what we've built and um find us a job that doesn't have a shitty day <laughs> yeah so you know even even finishing it like 8 o'clock at night um, you switch the lights off and just look at the brewery and like man we did it like it's it's
0: amazing yeah no, that's awesome well look before we wrap up is there anything else you can talk about and I guess one thing that I'm kind of wondering is if I've never tried a happy Valley brew before what should I expect for maybe the, that I'm going to be getting from Happy Valley Beer something that you will like? We have 16 <laughs> taps, so you can get a paddle. We have uh, five
1: different tasting glasses on a paddle. You could even go three paddles, and you'll you will find something you like. Yeah, you'll awesome. be pretty pissy by the end of it, but there'll be something yeah. for
0: you. <laughs> and obviously, if you you like that really high abv option you've got plenty of those planned here yeah
2: and that was that was always the thing is to with the style of beer but the range of like abvs but you know being an ipa drinker and that i like a bit of a stronger ipa and we kind of got a bit of a name bit of a following more so like from people that like if you want a 7% IPA, like Happy, Go Happy Valley's Valley. got yeah. four on tap. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like So, you know, I've got a double IPA, an IPA, a black IPA, I've got a red IPA, IPA <laughs> ready to be tapped. Like, but also, I like
1: IPA and I like a variety of all IPAs.
2: Yeah. Also,
1: we've hit a market as well that um, celiac's out there. So every single one of our beers are gluten reduced. So less than 20 parts per million. Um, so when people come in and they'll ask for a cider, I'll usually ask, uh, is it because you're celiac or you just prefer cider? And, Mm. you know, 50% of the time it's because they're a celiac. Mm -hmm. Once they've realised that all of our beers are gluten reduced, having that smile on people's faces when they can actually drink a beer that they haven't been able to drink for so long with no gluten reaction whatsoever is really overwhelming as
0: well and it's, it's amazing to see. Fantastic. Yeah, really good. Well guys, thanks very much for sitting down with us today. I really appreciate your time. No and i uh, looking forward to having plenty more beers here in the future. Definitely, definitely.
2: Cheers. Thank you.